Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to another edition of Drive Time Radio. I am your Car Talking Pal, New York Vinny, on this Saturday morning. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride on uh, this kind of gray, but we have been getting patches of sunlight. Gotta admit that it's been pretty uh, pretty awesome to see sun up in the sky, hasn't it? <laughs> I think it has. Well, it's been, uh, been kind of beautiful, kind of wonderful. It's a beautiful thing to see that sun up there. Uh, as it has been over the last couple of days, I don't expect it to last, unfortunately. We know how that goes, but uh, at least for the immediate future, we can, um, we can dream on us, uh, you know, having a little sunshine, which we all need in our lives, uh, especially these days. You know, the, you know, we're starting to get more sun in the day. People are going out more and doing stuff like that uh, as, as they can uh, under the circumstances. But yet it's not that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not that like kind of summertime uh, Seattle deal yet where you can, you know, feel good about getting out there and, and walking the lake or doing something like that. It still gets, uh, you know, gets dark early and... But, uh, you know, obviously this marked improvement that we have seen mm, over the last uh, week or so. So we can see where we're going. The accidents go down. I mean, I think that's part of the biggest thing is, uh, for me, is as you get older, you know, and time marches on, what you see at night reduces. You know, you need glasses. You need to make sure the lights on your car are clean, all that kind of stuff. Uh, to keep things a little bit safer for you out there as, uh, you know, the darkness is the prevalent part of the day. But as it moves and we get into summer, things get a lot better. I'm just glad to feel like I'm soaking up a little vitamin uh, vitamin C and vitamin D in my body from the sun, uh, from the sunlight. That, to me, is the uh, most uh, most important thing for, for me is to feel like you're, you know, kind of getting some oats. So... That is, uh, that's what we have uh, as far as weather, as far as what's going on out there. What we have as far as a, a radio show for you this morning, and a show that's being presented on Facebook Live as well as we usually do every Saturday morning, I think is uh, quite interesting, especially because of the guests that we have lined up, the people that uh, really make the show what it is. They come here to inform you and to get you kind of... Uh, hyped up about uh, what they uh, know and will let us into uh, their world about. Martin Shore will join us. Martin, a good friend and uh, somebody who has uh, been around the automotive scene for a long time. You know, we've been talking about, uh, you know, electric cars for the last couple of weeks. And I, you know, and listen, I love electric cars. Uh, they are the wave of the future. But at one point, sometime during this week when I was writing something, uh, I, I'm starting to think all I'm talking about is electric cars. And while they sound uh, great, I, we need more. We need a little something. Uh, we need to get the gasoline blow, flowing in our veins a little bit. So... Uh, we will talk to Mark Shore, who has a great book out. Um, he is also has a great website, Car Guy Chronicles. Uh, Martin got a call from somebody this week that I thought was interesting, endorsing his book. And we will talk to Martin about the phone call about his book uh, that has everything to do with muscle cars. And uh, talk about high-powered, high-performance gasoline burning Make you, make you cough a little bit when you smell the fumes, cars. That's what we have for you uh, at, uh, as our guest this morning. We'll also uh, get a little uh, idea of what I'm driving this week, tell you 
A little report, a drive-time road test on what I was driving last week. And uh, what else do we have for you? Yes, we have a Saturday morning cartoon. We never, never, never will leave you without a Saturday morning cartoon, one that you probably have never heard before, as a matter of fact, by a, a band that, uh, to be quite honest with you, I didn't know too much about uh, until just a couple of days ago. But uh, as I said, we have our research department uh, go on a, uh, you know, a music worldwide search to find these records, uh, these songs that uh, maybe didn't get exposed the first time around. But boy, that'd be number one with a uh, number one with a tire iron here in uh, Seattle, as uh, we play for you on the Saturday morning cartoon. A uh, interesting week in the automotive world uh, this week. Uh, everything seems to be rolling on uh, as far as uh, the electrics. Um, you know, no no big model reveals that uh, I can think of uh, over this past week. Uh, but certainly a lot of research going on. Uh, the batteries are where it's at, and that's where people are looking right now, in those, uh, in those batteries. How long can we put them out on the road, make them run, and get that recharge again? And how can we make that recharge as convenient for people as possible? So that's what's going on there. Everybody getting ready for Daytona. Everybody getting ready for the start of the racing season. Uh, that's going to look, well, very different. Very, very different. And, you know, it's funny. I just said that there were no great reveals. But uh, it slipped my mind. And as soon as I started talking about racing, <clears throat> uh, I thought about uh, uh, the Cadillac people, General Motors, and they rolled out their... Uh, their Blackwing series this week. That um, is, I think, one of the coolest Cadillacs uh, that I have seen, and and I can't wait to get in and drive it and see if it compares uh, to the you know to the BMWs and to the Mercedes Benz out there that are um, complete uh, competing similar classes. But General Motors, uh, this is one uh, that I've been waiting on for a while. Not just in the fact that it's a Cadillac, and I like Cadillacs, and I like General Motors, and, you know, there's a whole family lineage that goes back there with General Motors. But also, it's nice to see uh, the Americans compete with the Germans, compete with the Japanese, uh, to uh, uh, put out cars that somebody would have to think about and get in and say, gee, you know, do I, you know, do I want to buy this, uh, this M series BMW? Do I want to buy this AMG Mercedes? Or do I really, is this, is this Cadillac, uh, Blackwing legitimate? Is this a legitimate performance car, or did they just, uh, as General Motors uh, and most car companies have done in the past, uh, slapped a couple of uh, bigger, fatter tires on it and rolled it out there for people to um, to see and to buy and uh, left people disappointed and hurt and not wanting to come back to the brand. And that's happened a number of times over the past uh you know, more distant future than more recently. But, it, uh, you know, one can't deny that it's happened, that the bark, uh, the hype has been bigger than the bite. And so I'm excited to see those cars. I'm excited to drive one as soon as I can and to uh, see Cadillac and to take Cadillac through its manual gears and get it out on the track and play with it a little bit and see if this, um, this commitment by Cadillac to, um, uh, you know, to, to legitimately compete um, on the track, but as well uh, put out legitimate attainable cars. 
that the average person who wants to buy a performance car, a car that comes complete with suspension and, and you know, off the showroom um, enthusiast car, if that, if that car out of the box is going to be something that you're going to go to want to go in and plunk down a hundred grand on or 90 grand or 80 grand. And if they can build something like that, something like that, I truly believe that people will buy that car. I believe that, um, that people would like nothing better than to uh, get out there and buy a car that they felt wouldn't crack up, wouldn't, um, you know, um, have a myriad of problems with it. That they figure things out, they get it done, they get it out on the showroom floor, you buy it, you go out, you take it out to the track, and you have fun with it. That's really the whole crux of it, right? And uh, the guy like Black Wings seemed to be that kind of car. There's been so far some rave reviews about them. Uh, I know that um, uh, I saw a tweet from Chip Ganassi uh, just um, uh, less than a week ago uh, saying how impressed he was with, um, with, with that line of Cadillacs. So good luck to uh, Cadillac, good luck to GM. Uh, and, and by the way, can I just say this? By the way, there's something about being able to buy a stick shift Cadillac. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. America, you will be able to buy these cars off the showroom floor with, I believe they are seven-speed, seven-speed or eight-speed manual shifts. So uh, that puts us in a great place as far as uh, as those. So good luck to Cadillac. Um, good luck to all the racers this year, the NASCAR and the drag racers and everybody who goes out there and, um, you know, goes to the track legitimately. And, and for the ones that don't, please stay safe. It's, um, it's bad enough with a pandemic, uh, but it's also good to see people, you know, um, taking it seriously and, and staying on the tracks and kind of staying off the streets, uh, as, as we saw by that incident down in Oakland uh, last week where uh, a bunch of people were hurt uh, because a cop wanted to stop a street race and uh, people making donuts in the street and wound up driving through uh, the crowd. It's, it, it just tempers flare, things go wrong. And if you get into these um, controlled environments, you probably stand a much better chance. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, talk to Martin Shore about uh, muscle cars of uh, yesteryear and his book and uh, special phone call that he got as well. It's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, and this is 1150 KKNW. Well, 56 is almost gone. Only three more days. We made a lot of friends, sold a lot of Chevrolet. But let's not wait till New Year's Eve at some time past 11. Let's go explore what lies in store for 1957. May 57 bring you all its best along the way. Good health, good friends, good times galore, in your new Chevrolet. The big buy in the low-price field will win in any test. All point-by-point -point comparisons show Chevy leads the rest. May you enjoy the special air of springtime, clean and new. Enjoy it every bit as much inside your Chevy, too. The outside air can breeze right through this brand new intake vent, improving air supply as much as 22%. May friends add to your happiness, and may days be filled with fun, and may you often have a chance to choose your favorite one. In Chevrolet, you have a choice no other car can touch. Five engines, five transmissions. Only Chevy has so much. 
the harvest of the highways across the land. And when again the end of one more year is close at hand, and you count all the good things that you've gained along the way, perhaps the best of all the rest will be your Chevrolet. And although our show is far from being over, on behalf of your authorized Chevrolet dealer, let me wish you a very happy New Year. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Right back with you here on 1150 KKNW. Drive time, New York. Vinny with you on a gray, but uh, fair. Saturday morning, we get a chance now to do one of the things I love to do. Talk to uh, people who write books about cars. It's a good part of the show, and especially when they know what they're talking about, and they were there, <laughs> it makes it extra special. Martin Shore joins us uh, this morning, and Martin is a former PR guy for General Motors and independent uh, public relations, but also um, goes back in the history of uh, automotive uh, when you talk about uh, some of the great car magazines that we used to buy when we were kids uh martin was involved with many of them and um uh, on the pr side on the editing side and uh one of the things i wanted to get him on and if you remember we spoke to martin last on uh, um memorial day of last year we talked about a story at jazz martin good morning how are you Hey, good morning to you. I'm fine. How's the weather out there? Uh, it's gray, man. It's it's you, you know that Toyota gray you see on a lot of the forerunners now, that flat gray, primer gray almost. That's what it is out here. We live in a constant state of primer. <laughs> how, how are you, my friend? I'm okay. See, I'm not going to ask you how the weather is because I can already see the sun uh, uh, coming uh, into the windows. <laughs> The, the, the sun hasn't broken through yet. Uh, it's, it's an overcast day here. It's only going to be in the 70s. Uh, but everybody is staying indoors, so it doesn't matter what the hell the temperature is. Yeah, are. I guess it feels like a, almost like a waste, right? Because people are still, uh, especially if you're of a certain age like we are, if, if you've been around a while, uh, you're not running out in the street and, you know, sidling up next to people or anything. You're right, and and there's there's no car guy activities here. Uh, the shows are all gone. Um, there are some cars and coffee things, but I'm not anxious to get up at six o'clock in the morning and go have coffee with a bunch of guys and stand around with masks on. So uh, pretty much, I'm using my time. I actually, I'm using my time to uh, research another book that I want to write, but it's a long way off. So I'll just tell you what it's about. But um, I was a good friend of uh, Roy Lunn, who was the guy behind the GT40 and the Mark IV. And um, I archived a lot of his papers and photographs when we were friends. He passed away in 2017 at 92 years old. And he was still working. Uh, he was teaching a class in California on the uh, future of automotive design and um, <clears throat> still designing cars for the future, although nobody was listening pretty much. Um, and so uh, once I spent time with him for about two and a half years when he lived in Sarasota, I discovered things about him that I never knew. And uh, most people don't realize um, <clears throat> what he's done over his career. Uh, and, and you know this because you've talked to enough people in the industry. When you're an engineer, you start out designing ashtrays and, and you know, maybe a trunk handle or, or uh, some silly little thing. And then you work your way up, hopefully, to do something nice. It takes years. Uh, he started out in England. And he started out as an automotive designer engineer. And his um, first job was, was at AC Cars. Didn't last that long, but he went to Aston Martin in 1949 and was responsible for the um, Aston Martin DBR, the first car to run at the Le Mans 
after World War II. Wow. And so he brought the 49 Aston Martin to Le Mans uh, that he designed and engineered with another man. And that job got him uh, a job at Jowett designing and engineering cars. And that job got him a, that job got him a job at uh, Ford. And uh, he was given the job to design the Anglia 105, which is the little car that Harry Potter used that they sold millions and millions of those cars. And because he struck up a, kind of a relationship with Henry Ford II, um, they offered him a job back in Detroit. And so he moved his family in 1958, I think. And the first car that he did was the 1962 Mustang One Concept mid-engine wow. sports car. And that job got him another job and then at Ford. And then uh, he got the complete Ford GT40 program. He ran it from the GT to the GT40 to the Mark II to the Mark IV. And then uh, after Ford got out of racing, his last job at Ford was the Boss 429 Mustang, wow. which most people don't have any idea that he was involved in it. And uh, at the end of 1968, he retired, resigned from Ford, and went to Carcraft as vice president. And there he did all the programs that Carcraft did for Ford from the Mach 2 or 3 or 4 or armored limousines and, and Trans Am cars and everything. And then in 1971, he was recruited by American Motors to take over engineering for the Jeep. And that got him the job to do the first four-wheel drive car, which was the Eagle, uh, right. the first modern sport utility, the Cherokee. Uh, and then when he did the Cherokee, he proved how good it was by entering the Paris to Dakar rally. And he drove one of the cars. He took two cars to, to Paris to run. And they ran the complete course uh, with two cars and I think broke a shock absorber. That's all. So, I mean, his, his career ended with designing and engineering the first SCCA spec racer, which was the Renault Jeep Sport um, powered by a Renault engine. That car is still manufactured today wow, with Ford that's, engines. That's uh, incredible. Uh, yeah. Do we have people like that in the automotive business today? I mean, that was a, I, I mean, it's, it's such a um, um, restrictive, you know, where government regulations and so on and so forth, and people who are afraid to step out of the box too much. Do, do we see people these days that get into the young men or women who get into the automotive business and have that kind of staying power and have that kind of... Um, uh, a spirit for the business to be able to move project I, I to project the, like that? Yeah, I think the, the short answer is yes. Um, the complicated answer is is the complications of the automotive industry today. Right. And um, you have shining stars in the business, certainly. Um, people, But people don't design and engineer a car. In the United States, there are designers and engineers, and only probably since the 19, I don't know, uh, 80s, when they started to do uh, design for engineering and engineering for manufacturing, so everybody was on the same page. Before that, they all had their own pages. And um, the really good people, the, the problem is the really good people got promoted. And, and you, you learn pretty much if you're a smart guy uh, that the only way you can really make money, good money, and get power and get accolades is to take management jobs. So the engineers who are really great go take graduate courses, MBA courses, and they become managers. And they lose a lot of people that way. I know you're going to ask this question, Vinny, so I'll tell you. There was somebody who didn't follow that path. His name was Zora Duntov. Right. 
and, and you're certainly familiar with what Zora right. has done, but Zora was offered promotions all the way through his career. He turned them all down. He didn't want to leave being chief engineer of the Corvette. And he had a love affair with that car and its process and its right. management. And he, you know, he, he could have done much, you know, he's like that little guy who falls in love with a woman, not because she's uh, uh, the smartest woman or the, or the, you know, uh, but he stays with her no matter what. Zorro was kind of like that. He fell in right. love with that car. He stayed with it um, because he knew that he had such a love affair. He was a guy that if you ever talked to him, you did many times and read about him. I mean, he, he was that car. That car was Zorro. Now, what happened after Zora is interesting because GM made a concerted effort not to allow that to happen again, where Zora got so much credit and so much attention and the car became him. Now, the, the current uh, chief engineer has done great things. He's a great engineer. He loves the Corvette. He's done great things with the Corvette. But people don't know him as the Corvette. They know him for his job. He's done a great job. Everybody loves the guy, what he's done. But the point is, GM has made sure that that the car gets the credit. And and the engineer gets his credits, but Zora and the car were one. It, 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 you couldn't separate the two during the 60s. It was impossible. And and he became the picture of racing. He became the picture of uh, sports cars. He became the picture of Corvette clubs. Uh, you name it. That it was Zora. Even even to the point of when finally, uh, you know, the dream of the mid-engine Corvette came out, uh, and, and it finally became reality. Uh, so much more was made of Zora's part in it. Uh, who first shepherded that idea, than uh, the current guy's uh, uh, a part. I mean, certainly he probably did so much more to design the car. And I remember interviewing him um, at uh, Corvettes at Carlisle two years ago. And, I mean, you know, he had to bring the project to and, and make it a reality. But yet everybody asked him about Zora. And, and maybe that's why they didn't name the car so the Zora like some people had wanted them to. Well, it's one of those cases where the person became bigger than the car. Yeah. And uh, GM won't allow that to happen uh, because they build cars and they sell cars and, and the car is the star. Um, certainly everybody knows what the engineer has done. And, and I mean, the mid-engine Corvette was Zora's dream. That's what Zora wanted. Right. Um, and he pushed it just like he pushed fuel injection and four-wheel disc brakes and four-speed transmissions. I mean, he was, he brought European sports cars into General Motors. And, and um, the mid-engine Corvette today, the C8, which is an incredible car, um, that car was actually finished when GM went bankrupt during the last recession. Right. And it was killed because they, you couldn't possibly fund that project when you're bankrupt and you're getting back to business again. Uh, that's the last thing you want to do. So uh, they didn't do it then, but they finally got around to doing it. And, you know, it's received rave reviews everywhere. Uh, both here I, I in Europe. spent the week in it and it's, um, you know, and I'm an old Corvette guy and I, you know, I mean, I love the truck chassis, big steering <laughs> wheel, you know, <laughs> but, um, that car is uh, uh, so passionate. You know, you feel when you sit in a car like that, there's certain cars you sit in them and you feel the passion. It's not just a right. machine. There's, a, there's, there's something bigger that goes on when you sit in that car, almost to the point where this was interesting, Martin. Um, my daughter's 27 years old. She drove the car, and uh -huh. I could see her face light up, and she's not in any stretch of the imagination, a sports car person, she appreciates right. a car. But she got in that car after she got out of it, after driving it for a little bit, she said, Dad, uh, I'd like one of these. You know, <laughs> I would drive one of these. I mean, and I was like, somewhere Zora has won the war. 
a victory march when 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 Aaron Ricci says I want a Corvette. There's uh, there's something going on there. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not I'm not sure. You you probably have read books about Zora, so you know him. But um, he was a New Yorker for a while. Yeah, he lived in Manhattan on Riverside Drive. Um, when he was uh, partners with his brother in Queens, and they did the Arden overhead valve conversions for for flatheads. Um, they had a shop in Queens, and Zora and his wife lived on Riverside Drive in Manhattan. Now, correct Probably, me if I'm wrong, but yeah. wasn't did he work with um, um, the Jaguar guy, Momo? Did he work with him, or was there some kind of, or were they near each other for a while, or something in Woodside? I don't think so. Momo worked with Cunningham, um, but I don't recall. No, he he had the shop in Queens, and he did the flathead conversions, which were moderately successful. I mean, but they still make them. You know, people have picked up the tooling, and, and they make Arden heads, and they've made them much better than they used to be. But the the whole concept was done by Zora and his brother, along with some, I think they did some military work. They did some government work uh, also in that small shop in Queens. And uh, and Momo had a shop in Queens, so. Right, he was he was over on uh, on, on um, 50, I think 52nd off of uh, Broadway with impact by the Jaguar dealer there. Day One is the name of your book, uh, an automotive journalist muscle car memoir where you Talk so much about muscle cars. Now, you recently got, and, and Martin Shore, by the way, is with us from Car Guy Chronicles and the author of Day One, longtime uh, automotive historian, uh, Saratoga Cafe Racers. Um, you recently got uh, like an email, like a phone call from somebody, huh? You know, like, like an endorsement. Come on. You know, like, like, hey, go buy this guy's book type of endorsement, right? It, it was, it, it was honestly totally by surprise um everything that happened that i put on facebook was exactly the way it happened yeah he called me up like the last time he spoke to me was yesterday uh and i haven't spoken to jay in probably a year so this uh, is jay leno we're talking about jay leno right yeah and he called up and he started the conversation with saying that he's in the middle of reading my book and he can't get over how great it is, and he loves it. And and I want to let you know how good it is. So I said to him, I'm, I'm totally taken back, Jay. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say. He says, can I send you something, an email? So I said, sure. Yeah, I, you can use this however you want. This is how I feel about the book. Now, we were on the phone, so I didn't see the email. All I knew was he was going to send it to me. And the rest of the conversation was about four GTs, <laughs> because he and I both own a first-generation GT. Right. He has an 05, and I have an 06, and he has a new one as well. So we were talking about all the the uh, happiness that he's gotten from his GTs, but also the some of the problems. And he started to tell me about a problem. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. I, I wrote him back afterwards and said, Jay, you should use this in one of your routines, one of your stand-up routines. I burst out and laughed when he started telling me this. And and it, it's not, it, it, most people wouldn't even relate to this, but he changed batteries in his 4GT, the 05. Right. And you have to keep the car on current when you take the battery out right you can't lose current going to the system right so you hook it up your battery charger before you yeah so he just took the battery out and replaced it and what happens is the check engine light comes on you can't get rid of it by all the normal things you do and the problem that he had that i wouldn't have is he has to go through smog inspection in California, right? We don't have inspections in Florida, right? So it, it doesn't matter. Uh, but he gave up trying all kinds of things that wouldn't work, and then he said he had to call up one of the people in the business, 
to find out what to do. And he sent him an email with the procedure, what you have to do. And he read it to me. And it is so funny that it's, it's absolutely amazing. You have to do things like drive the car in first gear at 18 miles an hour and make a right-hand turn. And then you have to make a left-hand turn. And then you shift out of first gear and the light will go out. So he read the instructions. He knew that can't possibly be, but he tried it and it worked. And he took the car to inspection and it passed. That's after failing three times because of the check engine light. So when he tells it, if I tell you to do it, it just sounds like stupid instructions. When he tells it, it's like a routine. And it was hysterical. I mean, you can't tell a normal person he has to do that to make the check engine light go out because he thinks he's crazy. They're going to think it's like some kind of initiation to a car club <laughs> or something like that. All right, you want to be in a car club, you have to put a an upside-down uh, lady's hat on the antenna and drive around uh, the beach or something <laughs> like that. You know, what I, what I will say is that the posting on Facebook, which you saw, yeah, uh, proves without a doubt, as well as radio programs like yours, that social media really matters because yeah. I got an incredible response and people went out and bought the book. It's two years old. They went out and bought the book now because Jay Leno said that. And my sales number on Amazon dropped from a rating of 250 to 350, given the day, to 25 to 50. They almost sold out their inventory. They had to order more copies. Just because of that. And my posting on Facebook was not to sell copies of the book because it doesn't matter to me. Right, you're uh, proud of it. I mean, I would be proud of it too. I'm not getting any royalties at this point out of it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just a point of pride. <laughs> but it, it, it it's amazing how someone like Jay Leno can say, buy this book, and people go out and buy it. They really do. You, you know, uh, listen, I've been in radio for a long time, and you do endorsements, and you, you say something, and it's it's always amazing to me uh, when we're on a show. You know, this show's on a smaller station, but I've been on the biggest station in town, and you talk about something, and you say something, and people go out, and, and they, if it's something that they want, obviously, or something that they're in the market for, something that sounds good, they go and they buy it. I mean, right. it, it, at the advertising, because it's the voice of a friend, it's it's somebody that they know telling him to go out. It's not just some announcer's voice. It's Jay Leno. It's Mark Shaw saying, go out and use, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Iskandarian cams. You know, I mean, it's it's that it's that endorsement that now, I guess, with, with the younger people, they do it with Yelp. But in the old yeah. days, it was you saw somebody talk about it on a, you know, on a TV show or on a radio show or something like that. And it matters because people, right. that's why I always say, to people, don't ever think that what you say on the radio doesn't matter because people listen oh, and absolutely. they act on it. You know, I mean, you, you, you have to be careful sometimes in what you're saying. Uh, I, I found out that being on radio shows like yours and, and other people, excuse me. Um, it does matter because um, sometimes I can't see the sales number changing on Amazon, but um, I start getting notes in the mail and emails and voicemails about liking the book or could you sign my book? Can I meet you somewhere? I mean, people in Sarasota have called me up. I bought your book. Uh, could you meet me somewhere and sign the book for me? I really love that. And then some people say, how much do you charge for a book that's signed? Well, I don't charge people to sign a book. <laughs> I mean, people buy the book, I'll sign it. Uh, I don't sell books that are signed. So the the point is uh, social media matters and radio shows matter and TV shows matter and, and all sorts of podcasts and, and Instagram and all that other stuff, it matters uh, to people people who are selling anything or running for office or yeah. trying to get a job or yeah. whatever. 
You know, Martin, I wish we had hours to talk because I, really, I enjoy so much talking to you. Um, let's let's have you back again soon. I want to delve into muscle cars with you a little bit. I want to talk, you know, get into uh, get into some of the cars and everything like that that you write about. We're just, you know, a little short sure. on time this morning, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I, I was just so stoked that, first of all, Leno uh, endorsed the book, but second of all, that it was bringing you some sales and some fun and some stories. And um, listen, if you are somebody that's into cars or you know somebody that's into cars, uh, Joe Oldham's book about street racing in New York is one right. you have to have in your library. And any of your books, but day one especially, is another one that you have to have in the library because it tells you a story of a time that's quickly disappearing, that the people that were there um, right. aren't, uh, aren't telling the stories that much anymore. And, uh, and it's something because it's such a great and grand part of, uh, of automotive history. Uh, Martin, let's catch up again real soon, okay? My pleasure. Just let me know when, Vinny. It, it's always good to see your face, especially to hear your voice, because you and me, we don't have accents. <laughs> Everybody else has an accent. You and I, we're good. <laughs> All, right. All right, Martin. Take care of yourself, huh? Right. Bye bye. If you go to Amazon, you can find Martin's book right there. It's uh, day one, uh, an automotive journalist uh, muscle car memoir. A great book. You really should go out if you have a a, a gearhead in your family. Take a look at this book and buy it for him. It's a great book. All right. Yeah, we'll come back. We have our Saturday morning cartoon for you. Also, you. we take a look at our car of the week. It's Drive Time Radio. He's Martin Shore. I'm New York Vinny, and you're a car enthusiast. Girls, why don't Take care. Do the show. Take care, Martin. Theater shouldn't have happened. Or this street windshield in the rain. Or this dead battery here. Shouldn't somebody check those things for you every time? Texaco dealer does, that's his promise. Your Texaco dealer not only promises to check the things everyone ought to, he'll double check too. He'll check your battery, double check the battery cables, check your oil, double check the fan belt, check your radiator, double check the radiator cap, clean your windshield, and double check the wiper blades. What's more, your Texaco dealer's service and courtesy includes a smile and a thank you. That's his promise. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco star. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150. Right back with you here on 1150 KKNW. Time now for the uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Got a good short one for you this morning. Uh, know that you're going to like this one. It happens to be the 100th anniversary, believe it or not, of, uh, you know, that little thing that sits on the uh, top of a Rolls Royce. That little... Um, statue that's up there. Today is the 110th birthday of the Spirit of Ecstasy. That's the name of that uh, that little statue that has been on the hood of every Rolls Royce since the 6th of February 1911. So it is the defining feature, one of the defining features of that vehicle. And I thought, why not go in, find a song about the Rolls Royce, and uh, let you listen to that while you uh, think about that wonderful, iconic uh, symbol of automotive excellence, the spirit of ecstasy, here is a band called, uh, or a singer, named Nabil Shaban, with Rock My Soul in a Rolls Royce. There you go. <laughs> Rock My Soul in a Rolls Royce. I mean, you can't get any simpler and quicker than that. The Saturday morning cartoon here on 1150 KKNW. Uh, cars and music go together so well, so we put them together every Saturday morning for you. If you have a cartoon you'd like to hear, or one you think we should know about, uh, please don't hesitate to uh, email us at Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. That's Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. And we will, uh, if yours is, uh, meets up to... Um, Really, it's, it's to be honest with you, 
it's Nathan's standards. If we don't play it, blame blame Nathan because he's the guy that makes the decision. I'm lying. I'm actually I I make the decision, but I figured I'd put it off on him in case your band sends me a song, and we wind up not using it. All right. Um. Well, speaking about Nathan, Nathan, where are you? I am right here. Well, do you have something to ask me, Nathan? I always do each week. And what would that be? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I love it when you hit that button right on time. Bada-bing, I love it. Well, what am I driving this week? I am driving a 2021 Honda Odyssey. It's a minivan. And oh, ho, ho, don't laugh. Don't double over in stitches. Don't look at your, uh, your friend and say, Oh my God, I'm going to be caught dead driving one of those. Because Honda has hit the nail on the head with the 2021 Honda Odyssey. Really, uh, you know, minivans have gone out of style uh, with all of the uh, crossovers and SUVs and so on and so forth. There are people, oh my, oh, I don't want to be caught dead driving it. But still, when it comes down to a family car, show me one better. And when you drop uh, all-wheel drive it, show me one more practical. It's roomy. It's spacious. It has room to carry stuff in it. It has room to carry stuff on top of it. It has room to carry kids. It's low and easy to get into. I mean, not for nothing here, folks. But when you look at the Odyssey for what it is, it really kind of stops in your trash to say, what well, I want to buy a huge SUV for what I can put the kids in this car. Uh, I can run this car around. I can put groceries in it. I can lay the seats flat, put a, a, a board in there or whatever I have to do uh, to go to the store, to go to wherever I have to pick up the kids. If I got to pick up more kids, there's room in there for them. Uh, for 2021, it's got refreshed interior and exterior styling. Um, I love absolutely love the um the lines on the side of this car the way they've taken uh the window and moved it up and dropped it down at the rear door so that it has almost reminiscent of those uh like buicks of the uh 60s where you had to kind of uh, right behind the driver's door those coops where the uh, hump actually went up and moved along the back line. Really a, um, a nice job of uh, designing this thing. As we said, um, a stylish, active safety features in it. The one safety feature I love that's in this car, and I, I think you'll find it useful, and I, I hope that they wind up putting each and every car. When you turn the car off, a cat there's a camera aimed at the back seat. And it comes up on the center screen uh, in the dashboard of exactly what's in that back seat. So if you're looking at the center screen, uh, the nav screen, if, if, if that's what you want to think about it as, um, there's a camera that is shooting down on that seat. So that if you're leaving anything squirming back there like your third kid, uh, hopefully you're going to remember it. You're going to see it back there. If there's somebody who's hidden back there, uh, who's going to try to rob you, something like that, you can see him back there. You can see what's going on in the back seat. Now, again, you would say it's a simple thing that people just turn around and look, but they don't. That's why they have these reminders and these bells and these whistles that say, take a look back there. Well, Honda goes at one better they put that camera and, and, and put it right down on that back seat and in the back of that van so you can see uh, what's going on. Great riding this thing. Uh, very uh, um, uh, planted. Uh, not a lot of wind shift. I was driving through some wind the other day. Not a lot of wind shift. It doesn't move all over the place. It feels um, planted to the ground. And uh, it really, um, uh, you know, with um, all of the, uh, uh, an all-wheel drive version, I believe, will be coming out. Right now it's front-wheel drive, uh, 280 horsepower. And so it gets uh, on the freeway and it goes 
real well. And again, as I said before, a lot of um, safety and tech and the Honda reliability in this thing. So you have all of the elements there to make this a great minivan, uh, you know, and, and put it right at the top of its class next to uh, the Chrysler Pacifica, which is a great minivan, and the Toyota Sienna, which is also all new for 2021, and I'm getting excited to drive. I believe I'm scheduled to drive it here in the next week or so, and I'll be able to um, to kind of, you know, match them up and put them together and get you a better idea of uh, what we think about uh, all three of them, where the, uh, they shine and where they don't shine, uh, you know, what, uh, what, what one does better uh, than the other one. So we'll have a full um, review of uh, the Honda Odyssey coming up for you in uh, the next week or two. I'm also excited to find out and know that the uh, Honda Accord Hybrid is uh, back out. I should be driving one of those in the next couple of weeks as well. Very excited about driving that car as well. But uh, very excited about my time in the uh, Honda Honda Odyssey. Uh, it is, uh, I believe, the number one selling minivan here in the Northwest and has been uh, for years and years and years. And uh, they've only gone out and made it better. So when you can take something like that, go out and make it better. I think that's a uh, that's a, a, a very, very smart and and good thing. And so far from what I'm seeing from other people's reviews and so on and so forth, I think that, um, I, I think you're in a good neighborhood with this car. Uh, the Odyssey Elite, which is the one that I'm driving, uh, stickers for around 47,000. Fully loaded. I mean, there's, there's, I don't think there's much that you could want uh, that isn't in uh, this car. So uh, a good, uh, good, solid effort. All right, that's going to put another one in the books for us. Don't forget that you can get in contact with us and read um, stuff during the week uh, on my Twitter feed, which is at NYVinny, on Instagram, which is at NYVinny, and, of course, um, on Facebook which is at Drive Time Radio and TV. And don't forget Michael and I on the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we do Mike and Vinny Take on the World. Thanks so much to uh, Mark Shore and everybody else who participated in the show this week, especially Nathan, who makes it all run smooth. And we will be back with you next Saturday morning if the Lord's will and the creek don't rise. Right here at 1150 KKNW.